Welcome back to the news, Nashville Unsigned podcast. For all things digital and music news and resources to feed your brains. We are chilling like a villain with our family. Uh, Nick Brown. What's up, everybody? Jared Rigsby. Patrick Larney. Howdy. And I am Amber Stoneman. You guys can subscribe and like us and follow us on all things such as YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Christians only, farmers only, um, Grinder. <laughs> Google Plus. Yeah, yeah. Google, 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 Google Plus. Plus. Yeah. Maybe check Way out Grinder. Yeah. Bring it back. <laughs> um, and Sorry. Apple Podcast. You guys can search us for the news or Nashville Unsigned to download this episode, episode two. Yeah, yeah weekly. Um, we're going to be weekly. out there weekly. That's yeah. what I'm talking we're about. Also, we've Stay got posted. a community on our website at www.nationalinsign.com. You guys can build your profile network with the best of the best in the community with businesses and artists and fans. So get over there. Join the movement. Hashtag join the movement. Shameless plug. Live unsigned. <laughs> so what... what um, my team is going to explain, my partners are going to explain kind of what we do for the independent artist community. So you guys uh, kind of give them a rundown of what we do for as Nashville Unsigned. Yeah, we pretty much uh, make a network in the community for unsigned artists to learn how to um, better market their art. And <laughs> Sorry, I missed something. Very important, apparently. It's my new Reese's Cup. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon? Too soon? <laughs> yes, it's your premier source for Nashville unsigned everything. So, yeah, that's what we do. That's what how we do it. Yeah, and, you know, we, we help a lot with, like, promotions and, uh, you know, promoting events and bands. And we feature artists and, you know, we feature events and... Uh, our shows. own badass events too. yeah yeah we got our own events i mean there's all sorts of fun stuff going on there and if you ever want to see what's going on in nashville uh this weekend or any given day then check out the concert calendar Holla. Nice yeah. plug. updated nice plug. daily nice plug yeah i think it's uh um pretty much all summed up in the name of our whole thing which is nashville unsigned it's nashville and Unsigned artists. That's and these it. shirts really are comfortable, guys. I, it's yeah, I got a shirt I that mean, I got. You know what's interesting? When I got them, I was like, did we pick the right t-shirts? And then I got them, and I was like, oh, that's actually pretty soft. Yeah. And then I washed it, and the third or fourth oh, time yeah. that I washed yeah, it, it's it getting better. better and yeah, better, better and better. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, it's like hugging my pecs now. Oh, yeah. It feels yeah, nice. Yeah. I'm feeling sexy. It's, it's awesome. I mean, it's, it's like a cloud, and this is a shameless plug. You guys can find these lovely t-shirts here and these tank tops over here on the website uh, right now at a limited time offer you can sleep with us too with our new pillows <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> They're, everything's just so comfortable yeah everything we've got he he makes a valid point so that is a great segue to talking about independent artists how how they make money on the internet is or just how they make money in general yeah, so like internet? what is yeah. what does that look like i mean the key to success. Well, I mean, t-shirts. Click. T-shirts, you definitely <laughs> oh, yeah. make yeah, yeah. Merchandise. a pretty decent amount with with merch, but yeah. what are your guys' thoughts? The internet is your marketing friend, right? Because we're in the 21st century now. Um, everyone knows it, right? Ever since the Napster dropped and everyone started downloading stuff. Um, you know, there's been some changes lately, but it's primarily your source to get your name out there and you know the it used to be the radio it used to be mtv and now it's wherever and you know you can find it yeah it's amazing how many uh, resources you can find out there and that's what we're all about is finding those resources and bringing them to people 
So, like, I know some of the biggest ways that an independent artist can make money right now is um, merch, and then it's live music. I know we're seeing things pop up with, like, um, you know, Whistle, for instance, one of our alumni, shout out Whistle. Um, I know we shouted her out last time, too, but she's had a pretty fabulous year with with her entire record and how it all got synced practically but talk about making money like that's probably one of the best ways to make money right now oh, yeah. is yeah. getting your stuff synced to film and tv yeah i think that you know there's there's so many artists uh, you know all, all around the country and then they kind of diverge on nashville because you've got like you know the the music communities here and that's like where you have to go to make it right la or new york or nashville mm-hmm. but when the people get here, it seems to me that with a lot of artists that I've spoken to, that they all feel like there's just one, they're waiting on one song to break or whatever. And I kind of don't believe it's all about the song. I feel like it's about the marketing of the song and that once you're above a threshold that's purchasable, mm-hmm. then it's what do you do? Because if you took any of these artists, I mean, of course, in Nashville, we see these artists and they're amazing, you know, going to any venue and they're all, you know, premier artists. But if you took any of those people and dropped them into, you know, Bumble whatever north dakota (laughs) right in some you know a campfire at a high school party that there's 300 kids at they would all look at this artist and be like that's the best artist who's ever come through this town yeah and their ten dollars is worth just as much as john marx's ten dollars you know what i mean so making money is about finding those people i think and then collecting them whether it's an email address Mm -hmm. or social or whatever and then just talking to that market yes So I think to really like, um, cause I, I totally agree. I think you have to find your niche. Let's, let's talk about a niche artist that went from rags to riches. Um, but yellow wolf, I mean, I don't know Mm -hmm. about you guys, but I'm a fan. Like he went through some stages where I ended up at a show at 12th and Porter and I'm like, Oh my God, it just wasted two hours of my life. (laughs) And then he goes and lives through some shit, writes about it and comes out with like his best record yet. Um, but actually, and it's not, I think, I don't think it's about the music anymore. I don't even think it's about the music. It's not about if you can create a better song than the last person. It's do you have the team, the business minds behind you to actually put you in the right places and put you with the right people and put you in front of the right eyes. It's not about the talent. It's about the work ethic. It's about the hustle and it's about the brand, you know? I think that's the thing that um, a lot of artists, uh, me especially, I'm not a musician, but like as a visual artist, um, you, you get sucked up into just the art. You're like, I have to be the best artist there is. But when it comes to making money, you have to learn how to be a business person, right? An entrepreneur. Because that's what you're doing. Yeah, is you're creating a brand out of yourself and you're selling that. Um, a lot of people get caught up in that art, I think. And mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest killer for, for dreams. You don't, yeah. you don't want to learn, like, you know, I spent all my life learning guitar or, or drums and, you know, I think I should be successful because of that. You know, it's like, yeah, that's, that's great. You know, but, um, if you don't put the time in to learn business, then you're going to really hurt yourself. You'll really appreciate that time you put in, um, once it starts showing. Yeah. Know? Yeah. That's like a lot of famous artists, you know, like during their lives, they're, they're never famous. Yeah. But then that marketing guy comes along and you know, yeah, 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 yeah. everybody after knows about it. AD, yeah, like, after what was death. It? like Van Gogh, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. he, he, you know, there's, there's plenty of them. Just look them up. But right. you know, it's, yeah, yeah. they have terrible lives. And then somebody comes along that can actually like market their, yeah. <laughs> their yeah. art. Yeah. I mean, look at Jeff Buckley. 
is mm-hmm. such such an incredible example. I mean, his, I mean, it was so under celebrated during his life, and mm-hmm. then he passed away, and like some people knew who he was, but it was the the marketing of of them, you know, the news, the conversation of him and the way that he died and whatever mm-hmm. that started to get him like traction. Then all of a sudden he lands on the vanilla sky soundtrack and then forget about it. Everything yeah, just yeah. blows up. It was the same music and always was the same music. You know, um, there's a, uh, this thing that I, I think of all the time. Um, this was presented to me. It's an, it, it, it's not me, but it stuck with me for a solo artist to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. All they have to do is find 1,000 people that will spend $100 on them a year. Oh, yeah. And that is not that far away Mm. as something to collect. And I think that one of the big mistakes that artists make is that they they're fame obsessed or I got to get on the cover of Rolling Stone or I got to get signed or I got to get a publishing deal where it's like start with your aunt and your uncle and your friends from high school and whatever and collect those people because you know people do kickstarter or crowdfunding things all the time and they get 250 people to donate to it yeah well turn that over man you like i just said it was only a thousand people the average i think is like 50 dollars is spent on a crowdfunding campaign so like you're halfway there, and if you do that for three years and control your audience and capture it, mm-hmm. and and uh, you know Amber's really good with data. You guys are really good with data. Understanding who your customers are and what they've purchased and what their behaviors are. If you can do that just with a thousand people, you can make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Definitely, and yeah. you can get there in two or three years. That's right. not really that long. Right. Yeah, I think that's one of the most important things that you should do when when you're heading out to make money online is to set something reasonable and then really set actionable goals to it. So, you know, like you were saying, if you could get $10 off of 100 people, then, you know, that's a pretty pretty good day for a lot of artists that are online. You know, they spend so much time on it, they're not making any money at all. So that is a, a great way to, to get started in that. Sure, and I think then the, on the other side of that, just like any other business, like Jared was saying, like you got to treat it like a business. You, if you want to be the most popular pizza shop in town, your pizza better be good. Yeah. So once you've collected those people, they buy a T-shirt. Don't just throw it in a you know a Manila folder and mail it to them. Like do something and, and put show. some TLC in there. That's yeah, what I'm saying. You know, show some love, yeah. baby. Show some love. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you do, they feel they feel special. And then maybe their friends there and goes, well, hell, I'm gonna order it too. Yeah. And that's how your audience grows. That's how you get from a hundred people to a thousand. Yeah, people. that by word. You know, like people start talking. They'd be like, I just got this thing in the mail, and you're never going to believe what it was. And then, you know, you've already got 10 people new interested. Yeah, yeah. word of Number mouth. Number one marketing technique. Yeah, and back to the brand. Back to the brand, because this is, um, I, I think these are great these are great ideas to have in place, but how do you build the brand? So how do you get people interested in your niche market um, or in your brand? But it's knowing back to the yellow story, that thing, that's so clever because not only is he making the hundred thousand a year, now he's got a separate brand called American that is completely separate from his music. He has created a niche market, a community, a movement, hashtag Nashville Unsigned, you're welcome, <laughs> um, but created like a movement. He started out, he rides motorcycles. So he went after the motorcycle community. Right. So what happened? He went after motorcycle rallies and started playing there and started building his following and more and more and more and then started repping brands and then created his own brand. So at that point, that's like a sustainable, I think that's what the independent community is missing yeah. right now is like it's not, we have to refocus ourselves in the independent community and say, okay, if 
we do want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. It's to get a thousand people to buy a hundred dollars worth of stuff. But what, how are you going to sell a hundred dollars worth of stuff to those people? So it's through your merch, it's through your tickets, mm-hmm. it's through your um, digital tip jar on um, your live streams and with PayPal. It's through crowdfunding campaigns and mm-hmm. then even like corporate events and syncing from for film and TV. But brands are now looking to cut costs too. So which is prime time for independence, I think is brands are like, okay, and I was paying $20,000 to sync song, Mm -hmm. but now people like Nashville Unsigned, guys wait for this, um, are able to bring you like a really uh, top-notch curated list to brands, um, to, to corporate events or whatever, where now they can come directly to the independent artist and be like, hey, I want your music for yeah. $7,000 instead of twenty. Same skill set. And cutting same, their, same, the brand's cost. Right, same sonic delivery, but a tenth of the, of the cost. Yeah, so like yeah. that I think is... is is the stuff that the independent artists need to start looking at is like, yes, let's focus on like getting you to where at whatever dollar amount that you seem comfortable in living with. But then how can you actually build on that to build a, a sustainable brand, yeah. something that can last past your music? You know? I think what a community eventually translates into is like a scene, right? You look at like old, like punk rock labels that like, was, you know, started sprouting up and, uh, I did. I did a research paper on this back in college, and it was the coolest one I ever did. But uh, you do the. I was watching these documentaries, and and these people have like you have this Chicago scene, you have this New York scene, you have this LA scene. They were all about their scene, and they all hung out with each other, right? And that's where they launched from, right? So it's all about getting your scene, your community, being active with your community, and then growing from there. That's your baseline. Um, yeah, and I think that I think that one of the interesting things about that when you talk about early punk scenes and you know whether you're talking about uh, Beef Eater in DC or mm-hmm. you know Sex Pistols or whatever it is, yeah. you're you're talking about a community and you, you that used to be um, geographical. Yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah. now you have the internet, so your community <laughs> is just tying people that have the same beliefs, beliefs or the same interests interest that yeah. you do. And so if you're a band. You know, I or whoever you are, a singer, singer, songwriter, group, whatever you are, I think you look at what your inherently what your interests actually are, just right from the right off the bat, right. and then go find it because you can find a community for anything, yeah, like right. anything out yeah. there. And you look at like what Guar has done, right? Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guar, like that doesn't go with music at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. To have a big beast on stage that eats people, it's so weird. It feels like a Renaissance fair. Yeah, yeah. But those dudes were into that. That's and metal, bro. That's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> and, and it was put together, and that brand is huge. And now that they've got that, but like yeah. whatever it is, whether it's Adaro with her cosmic brand that she yeah. has or yeah. or you know whatever any any artist that has a really great brand you look at like what do they believe in yeah. you know what i mean i think at natural unsigned one of the th- great things about our brand is that we're under we love the underdog yeah. and that's something that we truly truly believe in and that's something that we deliver on all the time and when people see something that's national uh, natural unsigned they know kind of right away this is like yeah on the street, it's, yeah. you know, not shaking hands with the man and it's an underdog thing. And I love that we support that. Yeah. And the most beautiful part about that is you don't have to change to like appease someone. That's another stress. I think I see a lot of uh, beginning entrepreneurs or entertainers or musicians. Um, they're trying to be something. They're trying to form, form, you know, formulate their image. 
And really, if you just start from what you're, you naturally are, mm-hmm. you don't have to try to be anything. Well, you just have to find the people who are just like you, yeah. which on the internet, that's really easy Made to it do. a lot easier. And there's okay. a lot that's of people. Keywords. That's yeah. how Nashville Unsigned was brought to life is it was like, you know, what do we like? Yeah. You know? And, and yeah, we, we go for the underdog, but even down to like the way we speak online, you know, like it's always rough. It's always raw. We don't play by the rules. So even down to like our personality with how we speak online and your weird images that you always post. <laughs> but like it's, I mean, it's the same voice that we use um, inside of Nashville and Signed. I think once you, like what you guys said, once you get into that niche, What's your community? What are they like? If you can find out where your community hangs out, what do they do in their spare time? What do they like to do as hobbies? Mm. And then you're present in those places. You will grow a fan base no matter what. I mean, you'll have a very loyal following, you know? Yeah. And that that goes a lot for um, supporting your friends who are also artists. Um, I think there's a lot to be said about that because that's a part of growing that scene. It's part of growing that community. And uh, you kind of ride in the karma train a little bit, you know. The, there's a lot of people doing, you know, similar things, and it, it works with all kinds of entrepreneur um, efforts or writers or um, artists that they just get together and they support each other, and then you can launch off that, you know. Yeah, you tying together. I mean, you look at, you know, I mean, every rapper that's ever come up since the, you know, early 1980s, they were crews. Yeah, that's how they came up. Right. You know, and. Yeah. Uh, and I think a sense of an artistic community around you is really important. Yeah. Like that. yeah, yeah. Community starts with a common interest. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> we're we're going to go ahead and quote that one. Is common, the, that. is that the root word of community? <laughs> we're going to quote yeah, that, that one. Good. <laughs> fact. We'll take it so, back yeah, I mean, that's a, we We kept talking about how, um, you know, artists are brand and their business. So, uh, a cool resource we're going to drop on you guys right now. Um, if every artist in Nashville that wants to do this professionally went through this program, you would guarantee a lift. I can't guarantee you success, but you would guarantee a lift mm. um, in your business. And that is scorenashville.org. Um, I've been um, a part of this program for three years now. Um, they are part of the Small Business Association nationwide. It's a nonprofit organization here in Nashville that actually helps bring up entrepreneurs. Well, we have uh, failed to realize that unsigned artists are, or artists in general, they are a business. So up until now, people are, artists are just now starting to trickle into their workshops. And so when I went through those workshops, because like new entrepreneur, I didn't know shit. Like I knew nothing. Mm. And so I was like, I got to go sit through all of these workshops right. and it's like how to build your business and, and how to launch and what entity to go with and how do you, um, how do you manage your finances and how do you grow and, and, you know, like mentorship and all of that. Uh, but all that stuff is free. So as an artist, you are a business and we are going to keep pounding it into your brain that you are a business, you are a CEO. Um, I actually sat with an artist not that long ago and her and her mom are talking about launching her as an artist. And I was like, do you do realize now 14, 15 year old girl, you are a CEO, like get out of your mind, everything else. But like you're a CEO right now. How do you feel? Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. do you, what do you plan on doing and how do you plan on protecting yeah. this in a way that you probably wouldn't have protected this as an artist? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's a funny, it's a, it's a bit of a leap really. Cause you know, you think uh, I'm a creative, right? I'm, 
Like, I'm not that guy that wants to sit down and crunch out numbers. You know, I'm exactly that guy. But uh, it, it just, it makes all the difference in the yeah. world. You know, it's like, it makes something of your art by pushing yourself to do something you're maybe a little uncomfortable or not sure you can do, you know, on the business side. Like meetings with people or, uh, you know, crunching numbers, like coming up with marketing strategies. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think and the it, thing about that is that it parlays so nicely into the things that an artist does want to do. So as a creative, you know, you say like, well, I'd really like to make this music video, but it's just far too expensive for yeah. me. Well, if you take the time to crunch the numbers, get down and do some of that little office work and, you know, and then you do sell some merch and make some money. Now you can do what you want to do creatively. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think that, you know, there's two words in music business and one of them is bigger than the other. Right. There's a reason <laughs> yeah. for that. Yes. yes. You know what I mean? But there's so many artists want to just focus on the music and that's totally cool if that's your thing. But if you can't do that business side... Your first step is to find somebody who believes in you that does do that side yeah, and true. pull them on. Or find yeah. an investor to pay for your entire team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, those are out there all over it. the place. And you're going to need it. If you do not want to do the business side, you're going to have to hire it. Yeah. And if you're going to have to hire it, it's going to cost you some money. By the way, we're uh, up for sale, all of us. Up for sale. Our services <laughs> are, are for me. sale, guys. You can sleep with us and you can buy us. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do both from this the site, happening. just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a different ball game these days with independent mm -hmm. artists and, um, get out of your minds that it is going to be easy because it's yeah. not, it's dirty. It's hard. And the, you know, I constantly say this, like being an entrepreneur, you realize the parallel between an artist coming up and an entrepreneur coming up. It's the same mm -hmm. thing. It's the same grind. You're grinding two jobs, mm -hmm. um, to be able, like you've got your livelihood and you've got your passion. So you're doing two things to be able to survive and you're grinding really hard until you hit a point where you don't have to go that hard anymore, where you you're bringing on other people and you don't have to go as hard. Same thing with an artist, whether you hit it big, um, you get in like, like Sercina, for instance, she's not signed with a major label, but she's got great management. She's got great publishing mm -hmm. and she's making money. So until you get to that point, you're going to have to grind, you know? Yeah. And I think we can all attest to yeah. the grind. And that's what, that's the difference makers between talent is it's not, there's, there's a plethora of talent all over the city, mm -hmm. but it's the ones that work the hardest are the ones that make it the furthest. Yeah. You know? And it's a new model now, you know, um, it's about pulling an online community rather than, you yeah. know, just, uh, you know, the community that you live in. Um, if, if your stuff is not available and you're not marketing to things outside of your own town, you're missing a whole lot of, yeah. you know, low hanging fruit that you could just go and take because, you know, but it, and, and I would have to ask you, Nick, I know that there's a lot of acts that come up and probably Jared, you probably know something about that this as well. Um, you're coming up as an artist and you know that you sound kind of a little bit like an artist. Now, whether that person was uh, an inspiration for you or just something that everybody keeps telling you, you know, you sound like, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Paul McDonald, for instance, fantastic, fantastic artist. And I absolutely love him. But it's not doesn't you know, it's not 
oh, you know, it doesn't get by me that there's obviously some Rod Stewart in yeah. his voice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In his so like, appearance? well, if anybody, you know, in, had, <laughs> totally looks yeah, like Rod Stewart. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, a hundred percent looks yeah. like him and, and his hair. And I think actually, I read that it was one of his influences. I know um, when he did the TV show, he did a Rod Stewart song. So mm-hmm. you know, there's there's definitely some of that. But the point is, is that from an SEO point. That's a demographic that already has bought in to something. They already agree that they like this sound. If you're only, you know, looking at your hometown instead yeah. of going out after those people, like how, and I guess my question is, is how would you get to that audience? Like how would I, if I'm Paul McDonald, how do I get to Rod Stewart's audience? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, step one is you always want to examine, you know, your competition, even if they're not really your competition, like Rod Stewart, you know, he's. Right. Be hard to compete with that guy. Yeah. You know, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Few you, people know him. <laughs> yeah, if, if you can check out what they're the doing online, sense. what they have, their visual style, and you know the, the the phrasing that they're using, that's a good way of starting it out. Just to see, you know, put yourself into the the shoes of of you know the Rod Stewart fan. You know, if you're checking that out, and and really look at it and be like, what is it about this that connects with people? And then if you can kind of you know take that kernel mm-hmm. and then expand it from there into your own, you know, right. your own group, then, then that's you know, what and, I would recommend. And that goes I'm into... comfortable. <laughs> you do your thing, girl. Uh, <laughs> and that goes into inspiration versus plagiarism, right? So there's a really, Ooh, there's a really hard... Um, yeah, Good there's call. a fine line, right? So I'm going to break down some definitions yeah, for you guys, he's, right? So tell him, give him your background a so little bit. I get this from so writing, that, right? Because this is funny. That <laughs> so I'm a writer, and I'm a, <laughs> and I was reading this book on creativity. Nice. This is wonderful advice. But so plagiarism is taking something entirely and making it yours, right? So um, say I write a story about elves and dwarves and taking a ring to a volcano named Mordor. I have just plagiarized <laughs> Lord of the Rings, right? But if I have a book that's like, it, it maybe has elves and dwarves in it, but they're just like, I don't know. Hustling go, dollars on the street. Going to the mountains. Running a car wash. Yeah, yeah running, running a, a car wash. They're then, taking a necklace to right? a volcano. They're <laughs> throwing it in. They use different colored ears this time. So then, yeah, yeah. so then I've borrowed from probably, what was it, car wash? There's a movie in the 2000s about that. And Lord of the Rings, and th- those are influences now, right? So now my work is a combination of many things that I'm influenced by. Like, a lot of people really get into this whole concept of creativity as something just like purely you. And it, it, it is in a lot of ways, but these kernels of influence are always going to be in what you do. You know, what well, you're influenced by what turns you on, what yeah. makes you like come alive. And that's a good thing. That's, I mean, that is creativity. But um, I think that's the main uh, difference between like being just like somebody and you know having an influence by somebody. Right. Yeah, and right. I think it's our, the totality of how much you've borrowed from that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think our demographic too. Um, we can smell bullshit a mile away. Yeah, you know, oh, like, the and that's the thing. That way, oh, and, like. and that's what I'm saying. Like, that we can smell bullshit a mile away. Transparency is key. Authenticity is contagious. Um, and it's infectious and we're addicted to that right now. We're addicted to simplicity because things are so crazy and we're inundated with so much right now. So like, I think there's, um, you know, going back to the, the influences versus actually like taking on somebody's style, um, is 
if you try to mimic somebody completely, and we have we have seen some submissions out there that try and mimic <laughs> yeah. people that are already doing this, yeah. like Bad Bobby. We've seen a few yeah. you knock off Bad Bobbies out there, and you know what? There's only one of those. That's right. and There's only one. I can't tell you how many Marin Morrises <laughs> now live in Nashville. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that yeah that. Sure. So to to recreate that without being authentic, like you will immediately discredit yourself. You will because you've got one shot one opportunity to seize everything <laughs> you've ever wanted yeah. in one moment. Yeah. You got to capture it. Yeah. Don't yeah. let it slip. Yeah. <laughs> My palms are sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> Just do the whole thing. <laughs> so let's go to um, baseline, right? So we're talking a lot about like what you should do and in the online communities and this and that. But if I'm an artist, that's like, okay, that's, that's all great. That's all well and good. Where do I start? What do I do? My first, the first inclination I get is website. Yeah. Figure out how to make a website one way or another. Get someone else to do it for you. Um, Do it yourself. By the way, uh, half of our team builds websites. Yeah. (laughs) That is your base. That is your home base. Um, And I kind of want to, like, we all have kind of specialties in what we do in this. But I kind of wanted to go through all of us um, just for like a total like okay so now I'm pumped about doing this online how do I start and let's kind of do this yeah let's kind of lay it out in an order in (coughs) which it would happen so we may you guys may see us bounce around a little bit or hear us bounce around a little bit if you're just a listener so we will be sure to say who we are um, before we start chatting Um, but maybe we can roll out the order in which it should go no some things will kind of it, it could flip-flop in order depending on person and budget or we'll, whatever. We'll but just go with it. Right. We'll go. Yeah, yeah, So step one. Buy a domain. Buy a domain. GoDaddy go is a new best friend. <laughs> GoDaddy's a new Amazon yeah. Prime. I'm yeah. just saying. Um, website, consider SEO, search engine optimization, right? Um, there's a lot of blogs. Um, Yoast, Y-O-A-S-T, is a plugin we use that we love for, um, for written. Like you do blog content, which I highly recommend because uh, – people eat that stuff up um well i think it's, it's more than just eating it up i think that the one thing that we're we're missing um in in the steps here is that the very first thing you have to do is start telling your story mm, yeah that's it yeah right and you could go into seo and a lot of that mm-hmm. stuff but if i think if you don't have a product yet then that mm-hmm. probably comes a little bit later right like and yeah, the great true. thing is is that today i mean these devices phones that we have today i mean don't tell me your narcissist doesn't have a phone right. because I know you would rather pay your phone bill before you paid your water bill or your heat bill. <laughs> Everybody's that way. Yeah. And smartphones will, will, you know, give you 1920 by 1080 high definition film that you can put on your website or mm. there's voice memos. The recordings of these things are absolutely amazing. The, the work tapes today that, you know, we receive just of somebody playing around their phone is amazing. So you can start telling your story on your website straight away because that's really what people are really really into and that story you don't have to say like oh i'm gonna hide the fact that i'm not a rock star i think it's a really wrong misconception you can start off hey i bought a website i've never recorded my voice yet but these are the things that are important to me and these are the things that i'm going to write about Mm -hmm. and then you say you know here's me fumbling through and learning a g chord and then start telling a story then once you have a product then i think yeah hit seo yeah now let's talk about um the artists that hang in our platform, you know, they, they've already built a, uh, they've already built a catalog of stuff at this point. They've mm-hmm. written, they've recorded, um, but then starting at the website, like what sure. happens. So 
the today's website is uh, yesterday's uh, storefront. So that is your digital storefront. If you don't have that, I can tell you if, if you submit to National Ensign and you don't have a digital storefront, more than likely we are going to say that you're not at the level that you need to be at before we start pushing you out there because that's, that's yeah, practically right. what we do is promote you. Mm -hmm. um, but if you don't have that digital storefront for people to go and visit, to find more product, to find when you're going, you know, like when you're playing again, whatever, mm -hmm. if you don't have that digital storefront, you're, you're not ready. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you don't have that right now, hit us up. If we cannot do that for you, we have somebody that can. Yeah. That is first and foremost yeah. the most important. Um, I think Patrick can probably talk to um, your branding. Yeah. Like what does your branding look like? Yeah. Um, uh I worked for a company for a long time that was a, a big branding company, and one of the things that they um, instilled into me in the years that I, that I worked there was that a brand should never be borrowed. A brand should uh, always be come from within. And I think that, you know, coming back to what I was talking about before, like what are the things that you believe or the things that, that you love, it doesn't matter if you've ever seen it connected to music before. It does not matter. In fact, if you're passionate about something that hasn't been connected to music, great, because that makes you a new person. Go with that. Yeah. You know, makes you something different. But a brand is about staying consistent and staying niche and not trying to borrow from absolutely everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, you know, there was there was one artist that uh, came to me, great brand, and I, I won't won't use the name, but they had they had uh, taken a picture um, with a bunch of celebrities and they used to get a bunch of celebrities that came through their second job or whatever. And they would always take pictures with those other musicians and post them online. And then they realized that like they were hurting their brand because they had their arm around Lady Gaga, which was totally off of their brand. Yeah. But then if Chris Stapleton came in, they put their arm around, was like, okay, post that one. So that makes sense. But you have to willingly mm. omit things that aren't on brand. Yeah. And sometimes that's tough because you're like, this would get me great exposure. But maybe for a little spike, but then the overall vision of your brand gets deteriorated mm -hmm. because you're fucking with something that you shouldn't yeah. be. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's like creating your persona that you're you're selling. Right. You know, and so there are some opportunities that you have to shut down just yeah, to yeah. refine yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to I know that you guys are probably some people that don't have a brand together, you're probably like, okay, why where do I start in making a brand? Uh you have to reflect on yourself, maybe tell your story to somebody, to a friend or whatever, and have that friend look for the parts that are inspirational, that are motivational, that are unique, that are newsworthy. Um, for instance, like, I mean, I'll give, um, in my example, I am not from technology. Um, I'm a native of Nashville and come to find out I, a native of Nashville, the rarity of that in itself, that I would actually acquire NashvilleUnsigned.com is just absurd that that should have not happened. <laughs> Whoever let that happen, who had the domain before, shame like you. shame on you because <laughs> we built a brand. Um, but I, I didn't come from technology. I came, I was a manager at Victoria's Secret for a decade, one of the biggest marketing uh, corporations in the world. And so I watched, you know, this corporation function on a crazy marketing level that I would have never had exposure to before. Um, but 
what it, the transition from retail into the music industry, it shouldn't have happened. <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but I went and interned up underneath an event company, started doing talent buying, found a love for it. Um, and then jumped right in, like made the transition with these cats into, yeah. you know, being in the music industry before and having expertise in their different fields. Um, but the cool, I think the cool part of the story is I didn't come from, like, I'm a native. I didn't come from technology. I am not in music. That was my first jump into music, you know? And so finding the little nuggets, the very valuable nuggets of your brand, mm -hmm. and then going after selling or pushing that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And that kind of goes back to the whole entrepreneur. Your musician is an entrepreneur, right? So Amber was like knee deep into entrepreneur school, you know, when she made this transition, because it was just the most obvious thing, right? Because we're in Music City. And we we're like, oh, thank man. you, Score Nashville, Nashville for educating me. <laughs> <laughs> I knew nothing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, on top of that being a promotional juggernaut, like, yeah, that's that kind of leads me into the second, I think, phase here is uh -huh. promoting yourself, right? Yeah. Social media marketing, mm -hmm. which Amber is like the queen of over here. That's my thing. So, That's her my thing. That. so if you guys need any social media marketing, I already pimped them out. I'm going to pimp myself out right now. If you guys need any social media marketing, I'm your girl. Um, it, it is. It's super important. We're in a social revolution is what mm -hmm. they're calling it right now. It's you know, we had the internet boom and we went through so many phases of that. Now we're in this crazy social revolution. When one dies out, one pops up. I mean, you know, Vine dies, uh, uh, Starlight, what is it called? Starlight? Yeah, something Spotlight. like that. Spotlight comes up. <laughs> um, so these different social platforms are popping up everywhere. It's understanding um, what each platform focuses on, um, for instance, Facebook favors videos, Instagram favors pictures, but it's being consistent. Um, it's not about creating a bunch of content that's going to cost you a million dollars. That's not it. I mean, how many times do we get on Snapchat, you know, start going like this with our phone, creating a strobe light with our hand and putting in emojis and pinning them. And now you've created the yeah. kind of a silly, funny video. Dancing. Yeah. yeah. Dancing emojis yeah. on your phone with your music in the background. Yeah. So how it's getting very, I could go on for like yeah. forever to talk about social media marketing and how each platform works and how you need to roll things out and consistency and all of that. But get creative with um, your resources. If anything shoots video, save the video. Mm -hmm. For instance, we just did uh, Instagram Live um, from our featured artist's living room, and they logged into our Instagram Live, uh, propped it up, and they played three songs. So we actually had a digital concert, saving the video and moving it to other platforms. Now you've got video content, which is gold, mm. and every platform is going to favor that. Now you've got that, a performance that you didn't, A, you didn't have to work for, B, yeah. you didn't, it's free video content. So it's getting very creative with how to promote yourself um, on socials. And I know that you're kind of a social fan as well. Like what are some things like you would suggest um, in pushing themselves on social media? Because I know you like the advertisement advertisement spots of it uh yeah the the aspect i really like uh, is more from the the digital marketing aspect so I, I really like how you can refine your your uh your marketing criteria 
Uh, if you know there's a specific demographic that would be interested in your music, then you can much more effectively spend your advertising dollars to reach the correct people. And uh, from that, you know, a lot of the social media is, is it's just about getting people over to your website. The website's a big legitimizer. If uh, if a brand of any type doesn't have a website, then you know, I mean, that's that's a big yeah immediately. Get on so your website. so you got to have a website. You know, it's, you have to have one at this point. Yeah. But, um, you know, from there, it's like what Patrick was saying about the about page. Historically, I almost 100 percent of the websites that that I monitor and work with, the about page is the second most visited page right after the index page. So mm -hmm. they go to the, the home page. Yeah, the home page. <laughs> and then they go to the about page. And so, you know, you, you really want to have a good story for yourself. And that's how people will remember you. If it's not memorable, then you know, you're not doing yourself any service. So mm -hmm. yeah, which is to say, just be transparent and pull back the curtain because your story yeah. is a good story. Yeah. <laughs> just tell it. Don't yeah. lie. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? That's the Again, yeah. you can smell bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. And this that's is... called your social style. Like in social media, every account has a social style. Typically it mimics your direct personality. Wendy's. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it mimics your direct personality, but like, for Nashville Unsigned, it, it became a, a voice in which I constantly talk in. So we utilize the word dude and we drop the G on everything I and G. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's it's developing. We speak in trendy terminology like bro and hypo, um, D. hypo D and stay woke. And <laughs> Calabunga. Yeah. Gnarly. And check it out. Yeah. So, Ay, caramba. See, Sometimes I say eat my shorts. Man. <laughs> you know see how cool is. we are? We're so cool. <laughs> so developing your social style that links back to just being yourself, dude. Mm -hmm. Like the major labels are constantly pinned for developing what they want to develop out of an artist. The unsigned community is being just yourself. Yeah. Like we did a little skit. Um, um, there's, if you guys go to the site, you or YouTube, you will see our new glossary, oh, yeah. uh, which one of the terms is transformer. And I, believe I'm having a conversation with myself on both sides of the couch <laughs> in that one. But the story of it is a girl that pretty much is like, I think I'm pop. And then the other person's like, well, tell me who you are. And then she's like, well, I think you're telling me you want me to be pop. So I'm pop, <laughs> you know? So you're not trying to be what they think you are. It's good to take direction from mentors mm. and peers, but it's knowing what to take in and what to drop off, you know? Yeah. Not trying to be everything. Exactly. Like we mentioned before, like, oh, I could do this or this or this. So you kind of get stagnant and, and wherever, whatever land. You yeah. Know, you're just, like, just like an entrepreneur. Yeah. Entrepreneurs do this all the time. I can tell you, like being in these workshops and these classes, entrepreneurs want to develop out 8 million different things. They yeah. do. They want to start eight different, eight million mm -hmm. different projects when every single one of them gets about 5% of love. Um, which nothing ever launches because you're stretching yourself so thin. So if you guys will just, as an artist, finding you know your target demographic, your target audience, closing in on that, hyper focusing in on that, and feeding that, like that's kind of what we did with National Unsigned, just hyper focus on the unsigned community and what the needs were, mm -hmm. and then feeding that need. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think that your audience will find you as long as you you literally just focus on the people who are coming naturally. Yeah. You know, um, and 
be humble enough to start small if you're not exploding, you know, right away. Um, I've read so much this year about how all these artists just wanted, they like, I would rather do a house concert because house concerts are like oh, yeah. paying them more money than the venues are. And then they're retaining the fans longer because of the, yeah. because yeah. of the intimacy. The and again, comes back to the story. People are interested in the story. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think do that, collect that. Like I said, start with your aunt, start with your uncle and your cousins, but your cousin's going to have a friend that says, Oh my God, that's really good. And then they'll share it with somebody who listens to the same music that they do or whatever. And it may, sometimes it's not even the music. Sometimes it's just the brand and what somebody's talking about. Mm-hmm. I know that I've started to listen to music that wasn't even necessarily music genre wise that I would necessarily listen to, but the content and the lyrics made me want to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I like started to like that type of music yeah. and I'm just like, wow, that, I was totally soaked in, yeah. but by the belief in the story rather than, you know, a couple of ways to, to build your fan base digitally. Um, and I didn't really touch on this, uh, in the social media section. Um, it, it, I sat down with shout out Gary Earl and Robin Earl, um, studios production company they do some syncing for film and tv and ea sports as well super cool people and down ass bitches (laughs) there's some dabs um they are huge supporters of ours but i sat down with them last week and they do a lot of artist development they're uh probing around um around social media marketing so a few of the tips and tricks i kind of gave them is um facebook build a community of your fans and your followers. And this is why I say that, um, you, if you have a group, you're dodging Facebook's algorithms. So people can, your fans can only see about an eighth of what you post, if even. So if you guys create a group, a community, we have something called the unsigned community on Facebook and that everyone sees everything. There's nothing being blocked. You can see any and everything inside of a group. Mm-hmm. Um, so if your fans live inside of a group, it's a good way to hit your audience and they're seeing everything. Step two, um, Instagram. A great idea. Um, we were kind of doing this in Facebook. We weren't doing it in Instagram. And class eight, Adara, had a great idea. And she's like, let's have a class eight like pod. So all of class eight is in a, is in a group on um, Instagram for direct messages. Mm. So we have class one through eight. We have all these different like pods. So every time anyone in that class posts something, we copy the link put it inside the group and the whole group goes and likes that what it's telling. So we're dodging the algorithms of Instagram and it's telling, um, Instagram that because it got X amount of likes in a certain amount of time, it's important. So now we're seeing all of these posts trending at 85%. Um, it's, it's 85% that post is getting 85% more likes than any of our most recent posts. So that is another great thing to do on Instagram is create a like pod. I think you can only put 25 to 30 people in a like pod. Um, so pick at first, start picking fans, family, like what he was saying. Um, well, the other thing that's great about that is that not only is it being liked by people, but it's being liked by people that are relevant mm-hmm. that are, that are other artists that have like some, oh, yeah. some, yeah. some power to them, which goes yeah. back to what you were saying about getting other artists to join a community with you. Mm-hmm. You're supporting each other. Yeah. Yeah, and so setting up 
like pods like that, like people that believe in you, whether it's your friends, your family, your fans, setting up pods like that on Instagram will almost um, gain your your posts, your most recent posts, like instant visibility. So you can start dodging the beginning parts of those algorithms and skip to like level three, four, and five of Instagram. Um, those are two super, super effective things. And lastly, and I'll finish my my social media rant, Think about hashtags as like where your demographic lives. So if you know what your demographic's doing as hobbies and their passions and things like that, if you know where they're hanging out, like what pizza shops they're hanging out at, you can be hashtagging those things, those places that they, they visit or the things that they do. And those are the hashtags that they'll be living under. If we are focusing on building brands for businesses, we're probably going to hashtag entrepreneur. We're going to hashtag small business owner. We're going to hashtag business owner or CMO, chief marketing officer, mm. whatever the case may be. You want to find out where your demographic lives under a hashtag and then you want to go after that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, one thing that I, 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 this is kind of a- applying that same exact thing to uh, merchandise, but I had had a conversation with um, Stealing Oceans, and I was talking to them and I said, you know, what what do you think we should put together as like our next piece of merchandise? And what I told them is, you don't want to ask me. All you want to do is open your eyes after one of your shows and look at what your fans and the people that are listening to your type of music, what are they wearing? There's something that is a majority. And it's not like, you know, if the majority of people that are walking into your show all have flat brim hats on, well, I don't own one flat brim hat. I own uh, many flat brim hats. But that's something that would sell well with that audience, you know? Um, Sinclair, I always always talk about this. Like, Sinclair, she's got so much uh, color. But for some reason, it just seems like if the people who go to see her, I go to one of her shows and I look down, everybody's shoes are awesome, right? Just sneakers, like the collection of sneakers is like something in her brand. Well, she, that's I, all she rocks. I know she, she rocks. rocks colorful she, sneakers, but, that is her brand. Right, that's what I'm saying. And there's uh-huh. like a belief there that like gener- b- pulled people in, you know what I mean? And you go to one of her shows, if you haven't looked down, you're missing the show. <laughs> it's like everybody's shoes are so awesome. And I'm like, man, you should be selling Sinclair Airs. Or something. I don't well, know. What Whatever. But I mean, that's that's where your merchandise can come from, though. Is like look at the color schemes of the people that are out there. Mm-hmm. What are they wearing? As far as like, is it uh, raw edge tank tops? Is it uh, you know flat brim hats or whatever? That's a really great place to find like, you know, what it is that because sometimes from the artist you're like these are the things that I like. But the people who are buying your music, those are the people you have to... Well, they're usually wonder. mimicking what you look like, typically. A lot of the time. Typically, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're mimicking what you look like. But how to... How to so, independent artists doesn't have the budget to buy a whole shoe collection. So, what do they focus on now? Like, they focus on, like, sponsorships. So, sure. like, I think that's probably a really good step. Um, so, that's a, a good point in going after, like, whatever you're wearing. But say, like... Um, I don't know, Adidas is coming up hot right now, and they just launched a new Neons collection. Well, it would make total brand sense for Sinclair to get sponsored or endorsed by Adidas Neons collection, you know? Right, right. And the way to go after that is tag them in all your tennis shoe, <laughs> everything. Yeah, yeah. All your tennis shoe posts, tag them in everything. Until if you they look see at, that your demographic um, is their demographic and they, they have opportunity there. Well, anybody that's, that's doing this professionally, if you go follow... Um, 
you know, for instance, I know some people that play for some big artists and they're tagging the kind of hair product they have in their hair. They're tagging the types of guitar strings they have on their guitar. They're tagging the type of amp that they're using. So going after brands like that, tagging them, just simply, you don't have to just hashtag, tag them in your Instagram photo, get their attention, you know, draw that traffic and go through the comments. I mean, we're guilty of this. Go through, I go through some Taylor Swift posts. I know she's getting a lot of love. You know, I'll go through and like as many comments comments does it allow me to like until it tells me I can't like anymore (laughs) due to obnoxious amount of interacting and you're on the right got to interact because that that really is the the baseline of how you connect with these people that that want to like love you they want to love your music right so it's like you have to keep almost a relationship with people even though you don't know what they look like you know necessarily or who they are you have to keep showing your face and keep uh, sharing what you're passionate about for them to get on board and get behind you Sure. I think you really have to be, you know, you have to stay relevant in one way or the other. You have to stay part of the conversation. And one, you know, the guy with the biggest mouth in your high school was popular. Like him or not, he was popular. Yeah, yeah. And, Everybody you know, people knew who he was. <laughs> yeah. And, and those types of personalities are popular just be, because their face is there all the time. I mean, yeah. heck, you could be president one day. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we'll just, we'll just pass right on by that. But one of the things that I thought was really amazing, if you look at what John Mayer has done with his career, he doesn't have a hit in a long time. But he's so relevant because he's kept the conversation there. He's gotten himself on Saturday Night Live Dave as a Taylor character. Swift. He did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the Dead and Company was like a whole conversation piece. I mean, he knew that he, as a guitarist, could hack it with those guys. Yeah. So why not do it? And he becomes part of the conversation. His records are selling without radio. They don't need radio. He's just relevant, and he's there. He's always at the party. Yeah. And I think that you, you, you know, a the squeaky wheel gets the grease, or you know, yeah. However, however you want to say it. Yeah, yeah. Relevancy. Um, speaking of um, next step, what about music videos? Well, how are some ways that you can actually shoot an affordable music video um, that is like captivating, that really promotes your brand? Well, I, I um, my I've shot uh, a lot, a lot yeah. of music yeah, Patrick's videos. Patrick's our music video guy. BT <laughs> um, Dubs. No. And I will say this for Anybody a filmmaker. Needs a video. <laughs> for a filmmaker, a music video is so easy because you're taking half of the job away, yeah. which is capturing audio. Somebody has already gone and spent thousands of dollars on the audio and yeah. it's done already yeah. so now at this point and this is something that i thought was really interesting and i can't remember who the artist was that did it but somebody recently was like why should i only put one music video out for my song her is that what the it was her yep no I no i don't i didn't mean i didn't mean one. two in one thing i mean same song multiple music videos which I thought was really an that's interesting, interesting idea. But how like, is why that in it... an indie artist budget? I think that's kind well, of well. This is asking. what I'm how saying is you... is that they were instead of shooting one big expensive video, what they did is they just kept shooting content music videos, just really cheaply, but always putting it out all the time and mm-hmm. continuing the story mm-hmm. underneath the same song, which is very interesting. But I think music video today's today's market right this is a fast food society like everybody's got ADHD or something like that and the reason is because you think about how fast things are information is moving these days of course just to keep up you get set in that um in that mindset in that uh frame you've got to continue to feed your audience all the time now music video is 
something where somebody can figure out everything that they kind of need to know from you in one fell swoop. Yeah. What does the music sound like? What do you look like? What are you dressed like? What are your mannerisms like? Do I think you're attractive or not? Like whatever, all those things happen in a three and a half minute music video, right? So it becomes kind of the MVP or your most valuable post, whatever yeah. you want to call yeah. it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? When you're moving forward. And that's why blogs, even though they'll write a, um, you know, they'll write an article about your new release or any kind of news at the bottom. They always like put the, one of the official music videos down at the bottom mm. because it gives you the greatest sense of everything in, in one piece. Now, I think when asking about, you know, budget, cause that is a concern for, um, independent artists. I think that a good idea is better than a good budget. Oh yeah. And, uh, okay. Go proved that with their, you know, going viral and becoming a world renowned success from the treadmill video, whatever it was. Yeah. But that video cost him $250 to film and edit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a one take. Right. But there was it was a really good idea, and it took some preparation and some practice, but the budget was a, one camera, one light, yeah. and some guy that, like, put it up, you know, and sync it. Um, but, I think that's a good point. Like, just a good... You get Pinteresty on your music 100%, video. 100%. If, if you dive into... Okay, this is a really good example. Um, Patrick just shot True Villains music video, indie band, indie budget, um, and shot the True Villains video. And it is a super, super cool video, but it came in with like a really cool concept. You know, Which was so a cheap concept. It was a cheap concept, but it was it was Pinteresty. It was effective. It, some Mad MacGyver skills came out. Shout out True Villains <laughs> yeah, for yeah. You know, taking back the alcohol and making it fun and entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> rock band doing rock yeah. band shit. Yeah. Um, but I think that that was a great example of of just coming up with something super creative. Uh, and if you. If you've exhausted yourself on creativity with your music, then lean on somebody like Patrick or us that that conjure up creative ideas when we hear what you've what you're working with, and then Patrick executes stuff like that, you know, around the city all the time and on an indie budget. So depending on whatever that's coming in at, yeah. I now think don't if, even ask if it's if you've only got two hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that this is the, the, there's one thing that the, we say all the time, and that is if it's not shareable, it's terrible. Yeah. And the reason is is because otherwise you're just throwing money out the window. Yeah. That's all you're doing mm-hmm. because somebody can watch a video and go, oh, that was nice, and then they go to the next thing in the feed. You, you've wasted your money. Save yeah. your terrible stuff for your Snapchat videos because those are free. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. But it, making it shareable, that's the good idea. And uh-huh. I think that a good idea is better than a good budget any day. And I think, you know, Pinterest is such a great idea. Uh, it's so you know, great, man. it's all untapped music videos. It really is. <laughs> you know? It really is. And I think that there's this fine line, though. Like, hire a good quality videographer, yeah. seriously, because... That's something we look at too. That goes on the site. Like, mm-hmm. is it is is the artist making good music? Is their brand together? D- what does their video quality look like? Does it look like shit or not? Yeah. <laughs> like, if your video quality does look like shit, like you've got to get it to a good enough quality with this a good enough storyline as yeah. well. It doesn't have to cost yeah. you a million dollars. Yeah, and leading up to it, even um, like live streaming, just recording yourself. Like, how many videos have you seen online of just somebody that's like. <laughs> 
you know, in, in their room with a guitar. Like yeah. I see those get passed around all the time. That just happened. If it just if it just clicks and you're just like good, that can happen for you. You know, and that's just a guy setting up a camera uh, in his room or a girl setting up their camera in their room and, and just going at it. Um, no, not that kind of going <laughs> at it. Not that uh, kind of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when does porn, no porn come hub. up? In, in this ain't no porn hub. What's <laughs> the porn cast? But like, how do we always every, get every time. Porn. I don't know. How do we always get there? Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But live stream. Um, it's and gonna it's be always big. you. It's gonna be. How is it? Always you're me? always the Am one. Always to get the dirty No, actually, it's always Nick. Let's just be honest. Yeah, yeah. He's real sneaky. About He's the it. website <laughs> wizard. Let's just be honest, okay? <laughs> but uh, but really, uh, back to back to what we were talking about. Um, next okay. year, live streaming is going to be big. It's going to be bigger than it was this past year. There's going to be a lot more of like digital hangouts. So film yourself, right? W- w- however way you can do that. Um, video is great content to have posting on your socials. Um, up when it's up until you build to where you want that music video, because really, I think what the music video comes down to is a brand. A need thing. for it. It's mm-hmm. it's a polished video that shows that you're serious and that you're a professional, and that shows your brand. And uh, and that somebody's you know, hungry for your for your content. Yeah. You know yeah. the live stream. Actually, speaking of which, mm-hmm. we just did a uh, live from the living room, which starts from here go forward. I don't know what TBA. Uh, on the um, on the title actual title right we we are not sure on what that looks like but we're every Thursday we're gonna call it title two since it's <laughs> since that's since available, it's up available now, now. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome um, but we're doing live from the the living room or whatever um, for our featured artists every Thursday um, again we just talked about this earlier but a great way for you guys to jump I know a lot of media companies are doing that now reach out to them have your EPKs together um, electronic press kit for the ones that don't know um but have that together so when you're pitching to people like us um we can have a quick glimpse as to what you're working with but jump on as many of those as you can and shoot them out yourselves like shout out to jen bostic for always jumping on live streams and and having a little you know in-house concert series so great stay on the video content well, guys, um, I think we've probably exhausted our listeners' eyes and ears at this moment. Yeah. Actually, we've probably really turned one. them on with our eyes. You're welcome. There's a lot of hotness sitting at this table right now. <laughs> You're welcome. Again, now you the can eyes. sleep with us with the new pillows, $40 on the site. You're welcome. Um, also, the hats and the T-shirts. Just give us your money. We just started a Patreon please, account, too. Please. So we'll get back to you guys on where to find that. But. Sync up with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. We do, in fact, have a Pinterest. Um, All of the regulars, Apple Podcast. Uh, But you can download the podcast directly from the site now as well. So stay up to date, guys. All things digital and music news. Thank you, my team. Good luck going into 2018. Start collecting your 1,000 people. Get the emails. Get the emails. <laughs> All right, guys. We out of this beast. Thank you guys so much for hanging out and joining us and talking all things music and digital news. And next week, we will be hitting you guys with kind of our 2017 recap and 2018. What to look forward to. Yeah. We'll give you guys a game plan on how to build your brand. Oh, yeah. Sounds great. We out, boys and girls. Thank you, Nino, for the music. <laughs> Subscribe, bitches. Ha <laughs> ha